TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to today's podcast, which is all about aromatherapies. It's Yay. gorgeous. Yay. So this is going to be a podcast where Kim's going to take the lead and she's going to share with us about all the magical properties of aromatherapy oils, what it does, why it's so important, and also to answer some of the myths. And I've got a couple of questions that I want to go through with you. So I'm so looking forward to getting the, the, the goss, getting the deal, getting the real deal on aromatherapy and where it actually fits in the context of our lives um, as people, as mothers, as CEOs, as business owners, like how it actually fits in with everything that we do to make and enhance our lives. I'm so excited. Oh, you're a darling. Yeah, yeah. how we use it every day. Because yeah. yeah. since I met you, Kim, I use my oils every single day, many times a day. And yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it too because I'm going to pick up some new tips, no doubt, even though I've heard you talk a million times. <laughs> but I always hear something different. I go, oh, I could do that. Yeah, actually, that's interesting with the three of us, isn't it? There's always mm. something we pick up or realize what the other person knows or has learned. But well, look, this is obviously a topic very close to my heart. Um, it's something I've known for a very, very long time. I was introduced to it by accident, um, and I think the best way I can describe it is, for me, smell has become one of those odour things that is an anchor or an association to a memory or creates memories. So for me, the first time I was introduced to it, I was actually working in a gymnasium in Melbourne, and I walked into the Natural Therapies College next to me, and I walked in, and I remember being greeted with this extraordinary smell. It was just beautiful, and it was in that moment I knew I was in the right place at the right time. So that became a, an anchor, if you like, for many, many memories later. In fact, I even remember asking the first night I did my course, what was that smell in that thing there, that vaporizer, <laughs> that burner? And they said, oh, there's these oils from, in essence, you'll need to go and hear these two ladies speak. Now, I was 19 at the time and went oh, along wow. and listened to these two women stand up on stage. And I just watched them and went, I want what they've got. And so I enrolled in their weekend course. And then I did their diploma course in 1991. And I, learned, I just thought it was a beautiful, nice smelling thing. But when I started to understand the chemistry of essential oils, the way that they have an impact on our bodies physically, emotionally, spiritually, and of course mentally, I started using them. There hasn't, I can honestly say hand on heart, there has not been a day goes by in 26 years that I have not used essential oils. The synchronicity of life, you know. Oh. What if that didn't happen? I know. Where I, I may not have met you, you know. You think about those sliding doors, absolutely, and the and the fact that where you were, you know, where you were working or at the gym, you're at the gym. Yeah, and how was I working yeah. at the gymnasium in the Danny Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, that happened. I know. And then the next door is this beautiful place. I, oh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh. but when I listened to these two, they, they their skin was they actually remind me very much of Karen. They had that beautiful olive skin, mm. clear skin, beautiful the way they delivered mm. information. These women were leaders of their time. You know, they really. They just studied under Robert Tisrand, who's seen as the father of aromatherapy, and I've been dying to meet him, and I'd never, I'd heard about this guy, but I'd never seen him. What was his name? Robert Tisrand. And he's the father of aromatherapy? Well, a modern-day aromatherapy. Oh, okay. So he really is the one, well, the, 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 
term aromatherapy was coined in the 1930s. Um, and where it really came about was a doctor called Dr. Jean Volney, who was a, a chemist. He was a scientist, and he was working in a laboratory, doing a whole lot of work and different things. And he actually burnt his hand. He, he burnt it with one of the things that had erupted and had burst into flames. And he was also doing some work on lavender. His instant instinct was to just place his hand into this vat of essential oils and or essential oil which was lavender and it was in that moment he coined the frame after doing a lot of research on it but he was the one that started realizing the antiseptic and antibacterial qualities of lavender oil with this burn he had received then there was a lady called Madame Moray, um, Marguerite Moray, who really was the French side of it, and she was the beauty therapist who started using essential oils in the 1930s, and she started seeing the impact that these oils would have on skin. So between Jean Valnay and Marguerite or Marie Monet, they, they really started seeing the beauty aspects of essential oils and the aromatherapy aspects. Uh, the, the healing aspects. Then, when Robert Tizaran, who studied in the 1970s, he brought it more into a modern arena where we started really understanding how the oils work on a daily basis, how they work with the skin, how they work with the mind, and how they work on the body. That's when Judith and Karen studied under him, and I'm very grateful that I got to meet and meet him a couple of years ago here in Brisbane. And I went up to him. I felt like I was this groupie. Oh. <laughs> and I speak to him, oh, my God, oh, my gosh. Oh my. He follows me on Facebook. Um, we have a relationship on Facebook. Whenever I have a really sticky question on oils, I actually have a relationship with him now that I can ask. So I feel very privileged that I've been using aromatherapy for many, many years. I guess when it became very big was also when um, Princess Diana. Now, she really started getting into oils when she was um, in the limelight and talked to And that's when I noticed public started talking a lot about aromatherapy. So I started following what she was doing with oils. Toot, toot. Um, <laughs> but she was also very big. And I think bringing it a little bit more of a public awareness um, as to what really you know people can do. And it's not just a smelly thing. It's not just something that we use to smell things. You can heal injuries, colds, flus, um, bacterial infections, anything like that, alopecia, stress, um, sleep deprivation, all of these things. You can use things from the plant kingdom. I guess my other thing to say is just, you know, many of our forefathers and foremothers have tested it for us. So if they ever used things that didn't work, they died. Or things didn't work, it didn't work, you know. So aromatherapy's actually been around. It's been documented for 4,000 years. Um, and it's really only in the last century that we've become very aware of the therapeutic values. I always remember, like, Cleopatra. You yeah. know, you always think of Cleopatra using yeah. plant-based oils in order to make herself smell beautiful. So do you know the history of, of, of what well, they yeah. did back then? How did they extract the oil? Did they extract the oil or did she just put the rose petals into the... To the bathtub. Yeah, well, <laughs> How did she do it? Yeah, there's a lot of... I love the history of aromatherapy. Mm. Right back to the Romans, um, using things like cypress and cedarwood to ward off bugs and flus. Um, they used to put sprigs of rosemary around their heads and things like that to help with protection and for memory. And um, But right into... When you look at Cleopatra, she again was the, the one that brought beauty aspect to yeah, it. Yeah, she and, did. And rose oil was her number one oil. So rose was... Um, Rose was um, very much around the whole thing of protection. Uh, it was also romance. It was the oil for love. And and and, um, and definitely, if you think of the story around Mark Antony, mm. um, you know, when she lured Mark Antony into the whole thing, she laid rose petals down. She was known as the Rose Queen. She put her workers, put rose wax onto the side of the ship. They dipped the sails in rose water. I mean, you don't reckon they oh, smelt her coming down wow. the Nile, you know? Yeah. 
Like, so she was very much, and when she had Mark Antony, there was rose petals everywhere and all over the bed. So it's become very much a romance oil, but it is the oil for love. Um, so definitely, and she used to bath in milks. She was very much around milk and bathing in milks, but imbibed with essential oils. And of course, um, rose was one of the most common and, and popular. But it's also one of the most hardest to extract, and it's also one of the most expensive oils. Um, but rose, to me, I always had this odor association because when I studied aromatherapy, and it just takes me right back into talking about the history of it. And she was very much a big instigator of using essential oils. Hippocrates even said, "There is nothing like a daily aromatic bath to heal the body." And I look back in the way we've used plants and medicine and all those different things. Yes, we've used the therapeutic values for medicine, medicinal purposes from a herbal point of view and making tinctures. But what they discovered with the essential oil, they've actually always likened the essential oil to being the life force or the blood of the plant. So when you extract an essential oil, you are taking with it all the therapeutic values, all the... Um, uh, and I guess if you look at the chemistry of it, you're looking at the oxides, the esters, the phenols, the sesquiterpenes, the terpenes. <laughs> like they're just, it's. What language is she speaking? Don't know. I can know. spell it. See if she can spell it. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> the sesquiterpenes, I think I know. <laughs> but when I started, and, and I'm not a chemist and I'm not a scientist, but what I loved about it when I was learning the chemistry of essential oils is that it's things like. Um, alcohols that protect the plant but are also very much associated to the healing of the body. Um, monoterpenes, terpenes, they're all known as far as healing the body. The higher the oxide level, the better it is for respiratory conditions. So there's just, there's a lot of very different important aspects that make up an essential oil. Do you know what I find, Kim, is that when, you can actually even figure that out. You know, like if you have a bunch of oils um, in front of you and you pick up an oil you can actually feel when you breathe it in what it's doing to your lungs or what it's doing to your mind or like I know when I, I pick up something like um, tea tree or eucalyptus um, which has obviously got something in it that really affects my lungs because it just I just you get, a phys- you get a physical sensation. Yeah, you get, when you breathe it in, you can you can actually feel the body respond to it. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Whether it's a mind one or a physical one, but one of the ones that um, I someone put on me, um, you know how you go um, to festivals and things like that, and uh, and I love oils. I'm drawn to them all the time. And so there's this not 28, but somebody else was there, and this gentleman put wintergreen mm-hmm. on my on me. Well, I started to get um, a cough-up phlegm. Mm. Wow. I didn't have a cold. I didn't have anything. But I, I came and told Kim this, and she mm. said it's, a, it's, it's... An expectorant. Yeah, mm. it, it does. High in oxides. And, and any of the oils, and eucalyptus is the same, and so is cedarwood. And a lot of these oils, they have components that create a reaction in the body that create an expectorant. So that's why then when you see a cold and flu blend... They will put, when we use aromatherapy, you have what's called a synergistic response. So when you have the qualities of one oil and then you blend it with the qualities of another oil, in aromatherapy, one plus one equals nine. Oh, wow. So that when they actually come together, they become even more potent and powerful. You know, the the orange tree is an extraordinary tree. It creates three different totally essential oil, totally different essential oils. Orange, obviously, from the rind of the orange, which when you... And if you ever peeled an orange or a mandarin or a grapefruit and you get stung in the eye, that's the essential oil. Yeah. And, in fact, when we were doing our studies of the aromatherapy, not that I suggest you try doing this at home, but when you squeeze the peel of an orange and you actually have a lighter going, you'll see it spark. 
like because essential oils are very volatile they're very inflammable so um, can i just stop yeah. you just there because i find this absolutely fascinating when i was um in santa barbara just recently um there was kumquats everywhere kumquat trees everywhere and somebody pulled some kumquats off me up for me and, and put them in front of me and i started to peel them and the girl said to me no 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 you don't peel them you get your thumb because they're little ones, you know, oh, and you yeah, get your thumb know. and you basically um, pull, scar, it. Or scar mm. it, and you scar all the way around it, then you pop the whole, same, the whole thing in your mouth, mm. and what happens is your first crunch mm. is quite sour and then becomes sweet. Mm. It was quite an amazing, yeah, amazing feeling. But mm. that was just by, you know, scratching it with your thumbnail, the, mm. the whole, it had to be clean too, I know you too. Know that it's <laughs> clean. I was going to say, I do hope you're clean thumbnail. Clean. <laughs> but, yes. I, you know, I... I just find that we've lost the art. Mm. We've actually lost the art of using these old remedies, remedies and these old plants. Mm. I remember when I was um, 19, I read the book Clan of the Cave Bear mm. by Gina Oyol, A-U-E-L. I don't know how you say her mm. name. She's now got seven in the series. But what fascinated me was how um, Alia, who is the main character in this book, see, look at this, 19. I want to call my kid Alia. That's how involved I was in this book and how much I loved her. Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, it was just one of those books that really changed Mm. a lot, even though it was fiction. Uh, for me, she had gone done a lot of research into the plants, Mm. and this is what I found interesting: is that. When they were trying to figure out whether a plant was okay for them, they would sleep with it. Ah. And if it created a rash, they knew to throw it out. If it didn't create a rash, then they would take a little bit and put it under their mouth. And they would. This is how they figured Tested. out whether, yeah, whether mm. the plant was right. Mm. Yeah. It's so good, and they and with berries, you know, they always used to do that with berries, how to test them and how to know which ones, because very much ber- some of those small red berries mm. were very potent. Um, I just wanted to finish off about the orange. Yes, the orange. Just We're so talking about the orange. Time. But so the orange has rind, three different has three, types, and you express yeah. the orange oil through a method called expression. You don't use a heat. It's it's a centrifugal force. So all the peel is put in, and it spun so fast that the essential oil ruptures and comes out of the mm. comes out of the uh, the plant or out of the rind. Then there's the leaf. The leaf, when you crush an orange leaf, it's got a different smell. still a citrusy smell, but a different smell, and that's pettigrain. And that's used a lot for um, mental, emotional conditions. It's also fantastic on the skin. It's a wonderful, wonderful sedative, um, as well as it it calms the skin if there's an rupture. Then there's neroli, which comes from the orange blossom. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, yeah. so one orange tree creates three Three different essential Neroli is my favourite. Oh, neroli is just exquisite. I, like, neroli to me, the first time I smelled it, I thought, I have to have it. Yeah. But I didn't know. So neroli comes from? The blossom. Pettigrain from the leaf and orange from the rind of the fruit. Yeah, it's an amazing tree. And, in fact, neroli, for those of you interested, it is one of our more expensive essential oils out there because of the way it's extracted. You need a lot of petals to get that out. But it's known as the rescue remedy of essential oils. So neroli is the one for depressant. It's an antidepressant. It's an excellent oil if you're nervous and anxious. So you've heard of the bark flower remedy, rescue remedy, Mm. which is a combination of bark flowers. The essential oil kingdom is neroli, and that's why it's such a beautiful oil to use 
use when people have a nervous disposition or they're worried or they're anxious or if you're worried, you know, like some people get nervous going on a date, some people get nervous going on a plane. Just if you've got that kind of worrying disposition, then neroli has been found to have a very calming, very, very uh, wonderful um, sedating feeling on the body. Now, take orange oil, now that I've talked about orange. Now, if you mixed it, now every single high-quality grade essential oil is antiseptic and antibacterial, every single one of them. But if you take something like orange and mix it with tea tree, you're going to have an incredibly highly antiseptic blend because it's going to, the, the synergistic effect of the, the antibacterial qualities in both is powerful. If you mix orange with lavender, they're both going to take on the sedative effects because orange has also got a calming effect, believe it or not. So when you blend it with something like lavender, now you're going to have an even stronger um, sedative blend than what you would have with had something just using orange or lavender on its own. Is that what's in your instant calm? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then if you mix orange oil with something like ylang-ylang, you enhance the beautiful romance and the mm. sensuality feelings. And that's why when you look at the essential oil blends of 28, you will see why certain oils are blended in certain ways. The other way that we blend in aromatherapy is through its notes. So every essential oil has what's called a blending factor. So I think lavender's got a blending factor of seven. Gosh, I'm really trying to pull it all out of my aromatherapy days now. Um, so when you blend it, um, there's a blending factor. There's also a note factor. Um, and so the note is usually categorized into top, middle, or base. So top notes tend to be our flowers, our the, the blossoms and those ones, and they tend to, uh, sorry, our citrus oils. Our citrus oils have a top note. They evaporate very quickly. They And that's why whenever you open a blend, you'll tend to smell a citrus oil before you'll smell anything else. Then the middle notes tend to be our leaves and our flowers. So the pedigrains and the lavenders tend to be what we call a middle note. And then our base notes are the woods and the resins. Oh, um, I love that. And although rose oil, even though it comes from a petal, rose is also a base note. Mm. And ylang-ylang, even though it's a flower, you'd think it was a middle note first off, but because of the density and the blending factor, it actually slips into what we call the base note. So when I make a blend, I'll try and blend a top, a middle, and a base, or a top, heart, and base. I like that middle note as a heart note. And each one of them holds the blend stronger. So if you just vaporized orange oil, it would evaporate very quickly. If you blend orange with, say, sandalwood um, and then add in a middle note like your pedigree or a lavender, you now have what we call a well-rounded prescriptive blend, which makes the note or the blend smell longer. So if you blend base notes with top notes, it'll make the blend last longer. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, when I went to France, I went into a perfumery. And when you speak to true perfumers, they like working with plants and flowers and essences as the tr a true perfumer talks about top middle and base notes and when I was over there I was fascinated at watching how they create a really true beautiful perfume and often it's using the essences of flowers not all the all the toxins and the chemicals mm. and all of that that's what they created to make it last longer but in fact the way that we blend in aromatherapy to make something last longer is use the get the plant to do the work mm. which is using a base note and that's what holds the perfume longer. So it's just exquisite. You know, that's, you know what you've just explained to me just then? That's why I leave all the work to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I've got a few single ones that you've, you've she's given me Rose. I feel very, I felt very wow. special. Not special needs, but very special. <laughs> that is very that special. That was very special when she gave me, me Rose. Actually on Facebook the other day, um, you were talking about Rose, Kim, mm. and you said it was 400 and, 
$449 for how much? 10 mils. And one of the girls came on and went, did you make a mistake? Did you put too many numbers in that? And then Kim did the beautiful explanation of why Rose, you know, costs that much. But anyway, you gave me Rose and I've got Neroli because I just love Neroli. But I trust you. Mm. I trust you with your blends and I think you've named your blends Perfectly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, instant calm. We know what it's going to do for us. Energy and vitality, distress mm. and revive. I actually have that in my oil burner at mm. home more often than not because we do want to be distressed, but we want to be revived when we're at home. We don't want to just calm right down and not be able to make dinner. Mm. So uh, your, I trust you with your blends. And um, by doing your blends, that's my way of using it without understanding everything you know. Like, I'm, I didn't know you knew this so much. I'm just blown away. I had, we've never really talked about no, it. No, have we, we haven't. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I will say on that though, every one of us is very individual and very unique. Um, so even though we've got a blend over there, say, called De Stress and Revive. I would also say to you, when it comes to aromatherapy, don't get hooked into names of anything. Rather, trust your intuition. Now, your intuition will say whether you like it or not. Mm. So you might think, oh, I'm really stressed. I need de-stress and revive. And you might be one of these types right here, right now today, that you don't particularly like neroli and orange. And you're going to smell it, and you're going to go, oh, no. And that's not going to make you use it. But you might then smell, you might even smell immune boost. Mm. And you might go, oh, I love this one without knowing what it is. And yet you love that one and that makes you feel calm. The beautiful thing about aromatherapy, yes, there's, there's systems and rules and there's a whole thing. But my belief, I followed Robert Tizarand, which is actually your body knows best. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing mm. you say that because there'll be days where I'll reach in for my oils and I'll pull one out thinking that's the one that I need for the day. And I'll smell it and I can't smell a thing. Mm. Like there'll be no smell there at all. Or I'll pick up another one and smell it and it, I, it literally, I, I, I can't bear the smell of it that day. And then I'll pick up the third one and it's the third one I go, oh my goodness. And I almost feel transported. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, and, I, and I think, okay, that's the one definitely for me for that day, which is just, it's just spectacular in that the oils, and then the, the, then the next day, the, the one that I couldn't stand the smell of, that's the one I'm desperate for. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? That's the one I have to have. And it's amazing. Um, each morning when I go into the bathroom, I get my oils out and I look at my oils and I go, right, well, what do I, what's my intention for today? What, are, what How am I participating in today? How am I creating today? And how do I want to feel? And who am I going to be? And there's always an oil right there that matches what I want. Mm. I might have to smell two or three of them, but I'll always get what matches me perfectly. And it's mm. the most... Do you know, it's re- it's actually... It's, it's, it's comforting, mm. but it's also... Um, it, it, it provides a sense of assurance. Mm. Like, because I've got that with me and I carry the oil with me throughout the course of the day and I've taken great luscious sniffs throughout the course of the day <laughs> um, because it's re- reaffirming, mm. it's reassuring. I was, I was talking to a woman on the weekend and she made an interesting comment about aromatherapy oils, which I haven't heard before. And, of course, I thought I would bring it up with you. But she made a comment where she said that the oils are what plants secrete when they're sick. And I've not heard that before, so I was interested to understand one if that's true. Because I, I, anyway, I'd, I'd like to know one if that's true. But two, what are the different methods that oils are extra- the way that oils are extracted? And and 
uh, this just comes back to my curiosity again. You know, you go into the marketplace to look for oils, and there is such a remarkable price mm. difference. There are some that are five bucks, mm. and there are some that are five hundred bucks. So what? So so I know I've just thrown like a whole stack of questions. <laughs> so so is our oil secreted when plants are sick? Uh, what's the differentiation in the price, and how how do they how do they get the oil out of the plant? And does the plant get killed? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> can I can I just make one comment as yeah. knowing nothing about it? Yeah. But to say that an oil is released when a plant is sick, in my way of thinking, is like I, mm. doesn't make any sense. Like it may be one reason it might do it, but what about if it wants to attract a bee or wants to attract something to itself or an animal, so it'll eat it, so it'll take it to another place? I just don't. If, and, and my yeah. thought on it, and Kim, you're about to answer. Yeah, no, we're, no, just, no, we're, 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 we're just we're just answering. I'm loving it. it. Yeah. I'm loving it. We're just doing the layperson thing. My thought on it was that. The oil is the essential life force mm. of that plant. Therefore, I thought that that plant always has that oil as part of its essential life force. Mm. Um, so when I heard that it was when they were sick, I went, yeah, okay, so when a plant gets sick, does a plant actually get sick? And if a plant does get sick, is the oil, like, I mean, anyway. Mm. Back mm. over to you. Over to you. Over to you. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same as you. It's, yeah. The minute you said that, I instantly went, that doesn't feel right. I mean, no. what, in, when I'm looking at a beautiful, healthy rose and I'm holding mm. it, I'm in the garden and I'm, in, and I'm breathing it in, that plant does not look sick to me and yet it smells delicious. Mm. Um, when I'm walking through a pine forest, that oh, pine yeah. forest does not look sick to me. Mm. So, But I think where I would take her comment would be it's when we are sick or when we ourselves don't feel great, often those smells are what we're attracted to in order for, for healing. So walking into a pine forest when you've got a cold and a flu would be one of the best things you could ever do. Do we ever get the opportunity to do that? No, that's why we have the beautiful essential oil. You can place it in a vaporizer. Um, do I ever get to go to a rose garden and sit in a bed of roses? Probably not. But that would be quite civilised. It would though, be, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? it? Well, my husband was conceived in a rose garden, just saying. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway. But wouldn't that be beautiful? Oh. Imagine. Can you imagine? Mm. Totes, totally. totes sidetracked. <laughs> totes. But imagine a beautiful rose garden filled with butterflies. Mm. Oh, yeah, wouldn't that mm. just be blissful? There's a place in Auckland called the Parnell Rose Gardens, and often when you walk through there, that's all you feel like, you know... We talked, in one, we talked in one session about flying and how when we're up high, you feel like you're connecting with the universe. I yeah. feel that with the plant kingdom yeah. oh, because the yes. plant kingdom is just extraordinary. It is just, <gasps> I love it, and I love the whole way aromatherapy works. So how do we get the oil out of the plant? Did that answer your question, um, by the way, about yeah. is a plant sick? No, yeah. I don't think no, a plant well, look, is look sick. Look at lavender. You go to a lavender farm. Oh, my gosh. And they're just, oh my goodness, it's just this great carpet of the most beautiful purple. Yeah, I'm with you. You've answered my question, but but I just think if you look at it in common sense, like it doesn't make sense, does it? But it is the most therapeutic part of a plant, is the essential oil, Mm. which is used for healing. Mm. So maybe from a sick point of view, maybe the plant, if it does get into stress, Maybe it gets more potent. I don't know. But can you imagine? Oh, see now, and then, see, because I look at every little, every living thing as a living thing. But can you imagine somebody who's making lavender oil, putting a whole farm of lavenders under stress, and getting them to be sick in order to extract the oil? No. 
I just don't see that. And when we, and no, 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 no. Because when we measure the vibrational frequency of that oil, it's been proven that the vibrational frequency of that oil is, is way higher than the vibrational frequency of the human being. Therefore, there's no way it could be put under stress to, and sufferance in order to... Ex- no, it just wouldn't make sense. The only sense. way and the only time I see plants sick is when they're in my care and I haven't watered them. Too <laughs> <laughs> right, mine too. Okay, <laughs> moving right along now. But seriously, you know, when, when I look at my garden sometimes and I go, oh my gosh, And but plants are so... They're, uh, they're so giving. Yeah. They're, they're so forgiving though because they're if you so have watered them and they're gone... But my mother, my grandmother, my mum's mum, my mother's a green finger and my mother's mother was a green finger. Her name was Myrtle Millicent Rose. Myrtle Rose. Millicent Rose. Oh, what mm. a sweet mm. little name. Oh, my and God, with a name like that, you'd yeah. have to be and a green finger. she was bum. such you a green would. finger and she could make anything grow. And, and my mum's the same. She takes, whenever we're out somewhere, she'll take cuttings. And then she oh, creates, yeah. she's always collecting cuttings, my mother. Can I have a cutting of that rosemary? Yeah, that rosemary's amazing. I know. Fantastic. Your rosemary's gone. Absolutely. You should see it. It looks like a, an you know, octopus. Do you know what grandma, my, my beautiful nana used to say to me? Talk to your plants, Kim. Oh, yeah. Talk to the plants. Plants feel you talking to them. Now, I know we might be sending a bit wacko here, but I absolutely go. I go out and touch my rosemary mm. bush and I go, which is the most beautiful little rosemary bush, which is so beautiful. <laughs> you and I do. I do that to the plant in my bathroom. Yeah. Well, you know that there's a book out called The Secret Life of Plants. Oh. Oh. Well, do you know that there's research being done, and I don't know how ethical this is because I haven't really looked into it, but I will, as I do. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad we got here. <laughs> for skincare, now they're looking into totally off subject again. Totes, so sorry. We'll get back to it. Um, about using plant stem cell therapy for skincare. Wow. I know. I'm researching. Can we come back to that one? I think we need to do one specifically on skincare, the yeah, history and the whole sure. thing, because that really fascinates, fascinates me. Yeah. You only have to... Look at the power of have to open an aloe vera oh. thing, um, oh, leaf, yeah. and put that gel onto a burn, a bite, or a sting or something to see the amazing qualities. Look, mm. the plant and human kingdom were designed to thrive and survive together. So this is why I get so upset, and I know the three of us do, when you see the raping and pillaging of land and forests and, mm. and all of that in all the name of recreation. So I get oh. very attached to what the plants and the trees do. I also work very closely with a man That's called... why her grass looks so good, Karen. Sort of. Right, there go that way. Look at that way. Um, but I also work closely with a guy, Dr. Dr. Greg Clark. Dr. Greg Clark um, is a very good friend, and he's now coming on board with 28 a lot more and helping me really to teach people more. He's a plant physiologist. He's got a PhD in plant physiology. Oh, plant and he physiologist. Is, he is just divine. He's just he's oh, so divine. Um, but he's taught me a lot about um, plants and what native plants do. And, and he talked a lot about how if you go back in thousands of years, the history of Gondwana land, when we were all oh, one yeah. la- main landmass, and how we all separated out. Now, of course, Greg lives in New Zealand, and I was doing a lot of work with him in New Zealand. And we were talking about how New Zealand has no predators and things like that. But New Zealand has one of the tallest, strongest trees in the world, the kauri tree, which grows straight up. Most trees grow up in a 
and an apex, you know, but a cowrie tree is as thick at the bottom as it is at the top, and then it branches at the top. And there's some beautiful cowrie trees and plants that you can see in New Zealand. New Zealand is an amazing, if you're into plants, gosh, that's an incredible place to visit. But why I was going down that path is he talks a lot about, there's a thing called the kumaraho in, in New Zealand, and it's the gum diggers soap. So why I'm bringing this up is just how the plant kingdom works together. It's called gum diggers soap because the cowrie tree releases a lot of gum, which is very tacky and sticky. But the gum diggers in the days would actually come off the land and uh, within the forest and they'd get this gum dig, the kumaraho plant, and when you you mixed it with water it was also an exfoliant it went soapy wow. it goes soapy it's like it's got full of saccharins and things that go soapy so you don't need sodium laurel mm. sulfate have you seen those soap things. nuts yes they're incredible is that what they are principle. same principle soap nuts yeah i, oh. I think i don't know i've looked at them when you rub them together they start soaping up so when How beautiful when i listen oh, I to dr you. greg clark talking about it i go how do we need all these chemicals in our home when the plant kingdom actually is there for us? It's, it's in our grasp every moment. Oh, just takes me back to watching, what's that movie? Avatar. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So I think there's, mm. you know, home tree and the, 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 the network. It's Absolutely. Just, I think there's something so um, real about that. I think what happened is that, in my way of thinking, is that man got too big for his boots. Let me say this too to bloody you. bloody right. Mm. Let me say this to you. And I'm talking about woman too, but I mean, yeah, you know, mankind, humanity. humanity's got too okay. big for their so bloody boots. Uh, so man has got very clever. Mm. And he has... So what we do, let me just explain this. When we take a, an oil out of a plant and there's... Just and you have to tell to us how to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, that was the next part yeah, of the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So let me start with that. Okay. So let's say we've got all these beautiful lavender fields and now we need the lavender. It's time to harvest. Have you ever crushed lavender leaves? Yes. All the time. So leaves. They, and put them in your tea. So hang on, the leaves Sorry. I'm talking about. The leaves, the, stem, the leaves and the stem. Yeah, yeah. Has it got lavender oil in it? Oh, the leaves, not the purple part. Yeah, the leaves and the stem. Has it got lavender? Yes. Have you ever broken it and you've smelled lavender? It does, doesn't it? No. Yeah, Maybe? Yes. it does. Oh, I thought it was a trick okay. question. No, no, I'm just saying if you... Because sometimes you can so. find out where the plant actually has the oil. Oh. So, yes, it's in the stem and the leaves, but the most potent plant part of the plant is the flowering top the purple oh, part okay. so you can crush then feel that and you can smell it instantly you only have to wave your hands over lavender you can smell it anyway but so what they do is they take all the flowering tops they take all that plant matter and they put it into a massive big vat and it's sitting on a wire um crate type crate thing. tray underneath that wire is water then they put the lid on and they apply heat underneath it. So this, the water now starts getting hot and starts creating steam. steam. The steam travels through all that plant material and ruptures the essential oil gland. And the essential oil and the steam travels to the surface of the, of the container, which is a cold surface. What happens when steam hits a cold surface? It goes... What's the word? Precipitates. Precipitates. Turns back to water. Yes. That travels down <laughs> a, a, a tube into what we call a Florentine flask. That water sits there, so it comes out of the vat into this, and it sits there. And after a while, you'll have two very distinct levels of liquid. Oh, of course. Water and oil don't mix. Water and oil. Mm. And what do they call that water? Because you I mean, Floral water. Oh, and they, yeah, and they another, keep that? Isn't there another name for that? I bought a... Um, 
Oh, I must be thinking of something else. Well, it's just known as floral water floral and water. essential oil. Oh, so wow. some companies will bottle that floral water, and you'll see lavender oh. waters and rose water. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that. So it's water impregnated with essential oils. Yeah. But the essential oil will be sitting on the top because oil and water don't mix, mm. and that is bottled. Now, that is a pure essential oil. Now, what happens is then the farmers send these essential oils off to wherever they... Well, usually the farmer will test it in a thing called a liquid gas chromatography, uh, liquid gas chromatography, <laughs> sorry, liquid gas chromatograph. And what you do is they put the oil on there and then they read the constituents of that oil to see what it is. And you will find that a lot of the, um, you know, something like... For instance, rosemary or peppermint have very high levels of menthol, and that's and then there's about there can be three or four hundred constituents that make up an oil. But what when we look at that graph, you're looking at the major constituents, the minor constituents, and then down the bottom is a thing called the trace elements. Now this is where man is very clever; he can replicate major and minor constituents. Very, they're very good with science. Now you can make you can make synthetic lavender. You can make synthetic rose, and it smells quite amazing mm. a lot of the time. But what he still hasn't managed to master, and this is where Mother Nature reigns supreme, is the trace elements are too hard and too complex to actually replicate. That is the therapeutic value of the plant and the oil. Mm. So that is what makes an essential oil cost $5, Karen, you know, when you're talking about it at the market. Yeah. That's usually a synthetic or diluted essential oil, or it's had a pure oil diluted with a synthetic oil to make it last longer or go further. So this is where it's very hard for the public to understand what is pure essential oils because it's one of the least governed industries is the beauty and how, you know, the, from the beauty angle. You don't have to tell the truth on these bottles a lot of the time. So I personally look for the words, I'll look for the words lavender. I'll look for the botanical name because there's over 400 different species of lavender alone. So I want to know that I'm getting lavendula augustifolia as one of my favorites because it's a very high therapeutic. And then I want to see the words pure essential oil. When I see those, and then I look at the price as my next level, if I see lavender for five bucks, it's not pure. Mm. I'm looking in Australia for around a 20 to 30, around that $30 mark is a good, usually organic, pure essential oil. Anything cheaper, I kind of go, hmm, sure. what have they done with it? Now, yeah. I might be wrong. They might just have an amazing batch and they might have done it, but that's my gauge. Do you know one where I've been tricked a little bit um, before I knew you? And I wasn't really using a lot of essential oils, although I did like you know the smell of it but didn't understand about them. But I'd be tricked in that it would be 3% in a carrier oil. Mm. Yeah. And I'd think, oh, you know, and it's cheap that way. But 3% in a carrier oil. I remember buying the Rolly one time and... Three percent of carryall. I, I can't remember how much it was. And then when you told me the true price of neroli, I started to think. And then I went back to the bottle. I went, it's three percent in mm. carry oil. So people have to be. And that's really actually, and that's being truthful. Companies don't always say that. So a two point five three percent dilution into a carrier oil mm. is how we use or how we have more access to the more pricey oils. Not everybody has $450 sitting in their back pocket, but $149 they might be able to afford. Our rose oil that's suspended in jojoba is a 10% dilution. I wanted it even richer than what it is, and that's $149. Mm. Um, but not all your oils are that expensive. Like, 
you know. No, but frankincense is $90 for a bottle, $89 for a bottle. It's very hard to get the resin out of the tree. And then something like rosewood, and this is another thing, rosewood's very hard to get organic at the moment. So for people to say they've got an organic skincare company and I see rosewood in there, I know it's not true. It can't be 100% organic, which is why we do not put organic on our labels, by the way. So for me, organic doesn't necessarily mean best either because sometimes the way that they actually farm the organic um, it might be no sprays, but they might use something inorganic to an inorganic solvent to extract it. You just don't know. Mm. Tell me about that, because I this other woman that I was talking to, she was talking about extracting oils through solvents, and I instantly I thought of you, Cindy, and I thought, well, if mm. they're using solvents, how can that possibly be right? And, and they do. But that. Isn't that tr- isn't that one of the extraction methods? Yeah, yeah. and it's usually there's an absolute method, and that's. Often rose and neroli and jasmine, the really hard ones to get out of the plant, are used with an alcohol. So they and they do you do need to do that to get to it because it's usually in a very waxy plant or it's in something that it's very hard to extract. And if you use too much heat, you destroy, destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes, you, and then what they do, and I don't know the exact chemistry on how they do it, but once it's extracted, I think when we get Dr. Greg over here, we'll do a session with him. Mm. He's just amazing how he explains it all. But once the, and they'll they'll tell you whether it's an extract, it's extracted with an alcohol. If it's a pure plant, a pure company, they'll tell you. But often then, what happens is you can burn the alcohol off afterwards. You can, so I don't know how ah, it works exactly, but if it's an alcohol extractant, the alcohol is easily removed afterwards with a gentle heat process but mm. it's not it's it's not all bad it's mm. not a bad thing the way because otherwise we wouldn't get rose and mm. we wouldn't get jasmine um but the thing you've got to remember is and i love this about rose oil now rose oil why is it 450 dollars? you can only get it in turkey and bulgaria predominantly that's where it's known to be growing Usually the village comes together to extract that plant. Um, And there's a whole ritual around the extraction of rose. Now rose is the oil of love. Can you imagine? I think it's a dream of ours, Mm. girls, to take an Awaken the Chamber within Retreat to to Turkey to watch the extraction of rose oil. It's it's, it's on my bucket list. It's Mm. one of my things I want to go and do. And I'd love to go with you girls, anyone else that wants to come. Well, how about this? We've got an Awaken the Change within Retreat coming up in a couple of months. Um, so anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you want to join us for Awaken the Change, we've got one coming up. So make sure that you jump onto the, the websites. Um, 30th of August, was it? End of August, beginning of September, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's up here on the Sunshine Coast. It is on the Sunshine mm. Coast. It's in Maruchidor. And it'll be perfect weather at that time. Mm. I wonder, because we'll be doing a five-day intensive mm. after that, and we're just in the planning processes of that. Mm. Why don't we look at it? Oh, could we? It's a dream. It's such a big dream of mine to go and watch the extraction mm, of That would be amazing. And Turkey is such an interesting place to go and learn and be. And oh, well, I'm actually going to be there shortly. So oh, will you just check everything out, check for it out for us? Check it out for us well, and, and figure I out do, where we're going to go. The upside <laughs> to checking it out is if I do go and check it out, I get to claim the trip. <laughs> There we go. There we go. go. You've got to check it out. I've got to check it out for our retreat. Imagine that. Mm. Mm. I'll get you the details on where to go. I think in the the, uh, end for me is it in order for me, I don't know any of this stuff. You know, like um, I only learn from you and I'm learning a heap from you right now, Kim. But I trust someone. Mm. I find that even my, in my markets, my fruits and my vegetables and, and where I buy my food from for changing habits, you, you have to trust the person. 
once you you've trust them and you and you you know their ethics and you know where they're coming from then you can trust the oil its origin how it's extracted because not everybody needs to know this stuff they just have to trust you Kim really that's the way I look at it mm. when they when you know you're getting a, a pure oil and you know you've done all the research and all the stuff that has to be done then I don't have to go and learn all of that stuff mm. I just have to go well I know what 20 I know what 28 is like uh, and and your book that the research in your book like chocolate for women, uh, I love the plates. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and what they are is they're plates where it talks about the oil. Um, and it talks about whether it's a top note, middle note, base note. Gives you four of the top qualities of that essential oil. Also goes into the physical ailments, mental and emotional ailments. There's cautionary notes there because we have to remember with essential oils, not all of them are safe to use all the time. The th- the latest, a lot of people listening to this will be interested from a pregnancy point of view. Um, a lot of aromatherapists for years have decided that some oils should not be used during pregnancy, and some shouldn't be used if you've got epilepsy. Some shouldn't be used if you've got depression and all that sort of thing. I bring it back to, and I love the fact that Robert Tisran qualified this for me, he doesn't believe any oil is totally, or any of these oils that I'm talking about are unsafe. It's just that if you, as a pregnant woman, a woman, and you feel that the smell isn't you, trust your body. Mm, yeah. You know, trust your I'm, body. I'm exactly um, same, and also yeah. the amounts we're talking, mm. like the amounts we're talking, we're talking three drops on the whole body, you know, diluted into a carrier oil or a cream. Now, I'm standing, and people are saying to me, oh, I shouldn't be using basil, I shouldn't be using rosemary and da-da-da because of this. And I go, do you fill your car up with petrol? And do you stand there as you're filling it? <laughs> and they go, yeah. And I go, can you imagine the chemicals that you're smelling and inhaling? Like, seriously, I go... Are we getting that scared of plants and herbs that we look at that compared to inhaling marker pens, textures, uh, texture pen, you know, all those marker things? Um, oh, I'm with petrol. you on that one. Yeah. I'm yeah. so are we with a you. Bit uh, away? Uh, look, I agree. Like when you have a look at the food you're not allowed to eat while you're pregnant. Oh. So you're not allowed to have um, soft cheeses, chicken that's a day old, salmon, um, yeah. salmon, um, eggs, even raw eggs. I don't know, lettuce. They've even got lettuce in there. Oh, really? Uh, oh, God, it's ridiculous. But chemotherapy and antidepressants are fine. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> this is what the doctor will really? give you. Your doctor will give you a list of foods you shouldn't eat. But it's okay to have chemo and antidepressants. While you're pregnant. While you're pregnant. It's been okay. Wow. I've saw some research on it. And I go, that's just crazy. You know, not to be able to use an essential oil when you're using one drop of it mm. while you're pregnant. You know, I agree with you entirely. Have some common sense about this. I've done a charter for a healthy adult, a, a pregnant woman, and also the children and the elderly. Like, I, I do mm. think as we get older, we don't need as much. I think as, as a pregnant woman, your senses are all heightened when you're pregnant anyway, which is why things can make you sick just by smelling them or why your taste buds change. Trust your body. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, that's why I wrote Like Chocolate for Women with Fleur, because it gave us people a Bible, if you like, something to look up and look into if you really want to know the ins and outs. And the reason why we created the blends was because people, I noticed, were loving aromatherapy. They were doing it, but then they were worried that they were mixing the wrong one with the wrong one and mm-hmm. didn't know if that would work, and therefore they stopped doing it because people would rather be right than wrong. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hang on a minute. We need People shouldn't feel wrong with this. There are certain things you need to be aware of. They, they are highly concentrated substances. And I will say this, you know, they, they should not be left in the, in the hands of children. They are totally potent. You know, mm. for a child to inhale, not inhale, to ingest, any of us to ingest high amounts of essential oil, 
is could be fatal. Mm. Um, I had a friend that her, he he had the children for the weekend. He went to give his oh, five-year-old the medicine. He thought it was the antibiotic he was giving, and he gave him five mils of eucalyptus oil. <gasps> Now, eucalyptus oil is considered an S6 poison, so is tea tree in Australia. Um, And, oh oh my gosh, this boy was very ill for two or three days. He was in hospital, very, very sick. We're lucky we've got it. He went into all sort of, you know, he passed, he was in a, um, you know, what is it when you, not a coma, but he was in a, yeah, very, and very sick. Anyway, he was... But don't tell anybody that they're drugs, that they can get hallucinants. Oh, gosh, tell me about it, tell me about it. So, yeah, the key with aromatherapy, my rule with essential oils, less is best. Yeah. If in doubt, less is. is best. You only need a few drops. Like, um... I had another girlfriend, Lizzie. She <laughs> bought a bottle of lavender off me one day. She goes, Kim, I've got the worst headaches. I'm not sleeping well. I can hardly sleep. I just not... And now I'm getting stressed. I said, honey, a drop of lavender on your pillow might be a nice thing. She didn't hear drop. <laughs> Two days, later, two days later, she said, Kimmy, I need another bottle of lavender. I said, oh, do you give it away? And she goes, no, I just, you know, I just, she was literally pouring it into the bath, the vaporizer, the pillow everywhere, had 20, 30, 40 drops. And I went to her, oh my gosh, Lizzie, are you sleeping? And she goes, not at all. And I said, well, this is the other thing with aromatherapy. Uh, Whatever the therapeutic effects are, if you overdo it, you'll have the opposite effect. Oh, damn. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, I'm, a, Just I'm, Lizzie. I'm like a, I'm a fill my hand with the cream and I'm like a nine or ten drop. No. no I do my, Kim, Kim, I, I used to be like that and Kim really cautioned me. She You're also said, wasting money. You yeah, yeah, exactly. It. Especially if it's rose at $7 a drop. Yeah, correct. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, but no. You know, what's interesting, Kim, is that that common sense with what if it doesn't smell right. Mm-hmm. So Tania, my youngest at the moment, is doing an amazing um, cleanse, which is the full-face fat elimination. She's been overseas drinking and eating really bad foods, so she's come home to go, right, Mum, I've got to do it. So she's on about, um, in phase two, I think she's on about day 16 or 17, and we went to the shopping centre the other day, and we walked into a famous pyjamas person's place yeah <laughs> and we walked in there and the smell sh- the smell and and the smell was i think candles because i mm, went in candles. because she just went i can't be in here mum. Mm. i cannot because oh, she's wow. become so attuned to what's good for her body and not good for her body that she walked into it and she loves these pajamas because she loves the onesies um and she loves them and she got about i reckon two meters into the shop and she just started to feel really sick and <gasps> had to walk out mm. because that's what you know, when you are eating really well, your body becomes attuned, really attuned to what's good and what's not for it. When you're not, it just it loses all reception. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've Amazing. lost all reception. Yeah, she had to walk out. I can't go in that shop. It's the same thing oh. as walking into... Um, oh, so you know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, definitely. And they use it, and it's these candles. It's a candle company, oh, and they use a particular yes. flavour in that shop. Same as walking into David Jones and Myers, and I can't oh, bear it. Oh, when the cosmetics those, areas. When those women, but they come up to you. And they want to spray you. spray you. Yeah. That's <laughs> offensive. Do you know what's so bizarre is that before I really got into the oils and I really started using them instead of my perfumes, I would go in and actually love it because mm. I love beautiful, fresh smells, and I'm mm. a flower girl. So I love the soft, florally, stepped out of the shower, bathy, soapy smells. Mm. So I would absolutely love that. Now I actually avoid that floor, mm. and I go to, the, I enter into the into Myers and David Jones in the menswear section, yeah. mm. and then I make my way down to wherever I want to go to. Mm. I'll avoid it. I, honestly, it's so bizarre. I can't. It's almost an assault. An assault on your senses. Well, you're becoming more sensitive. Mm. You are like. 
the body shuts down and it and it doesn't tell you um, what is happening out there. But when you start to eat like we all eat, mm. it becomes so much more sensitive. And so the healthier you are, the more your body will give you the right cues to pick the right oil um, and will tell you to stay away from places because it's toxic and poisonous to you. And that and people don't realise that, that when they're sick, they, they don't have that ability to do that when they're really sick. You know, mm. they've been 40 years of eating the wrong foods, they're overweight, they've got leptin resistance, they're hormone are screwed, they're, they're, nothing is working, they're completely blocked. But as we get healthier, these oils, um, will, the body will tell you what oils that you need to use. Because there's one that Kim has given to me, a new one um, of your blends, and I said to you the other day, <coughs> it doesn't do anything for me, I don't, it's the only one. Mm. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the lid on it and I'm going to just put it away. And maybe in a year or even six months, you know, I'll put it in my dark, little dark area. I just figure it probably will appeal to me. I don't know why it's not appealing to me in any way. There's not one other oil that does that to me. But this is one of your blends. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And remember, they're designed for all different types, all different days, all different moods, yeah, all different yeah. Absolutely. So that's why we've got 10. Yeah. You know, you don't have to use one. And I'm the same. I'll, but sometimes I'll choose my oils, like what Karen was just saying. I'll have them all in my bathroom. And I so love them all laid out on my white thing and just look at them and... And I put my hand over and I'll just say, God, give me the choice that I know to support me through my extraordinary day. And I'll pick one up. And it's the perfect mm. oil. Mm. Um, other days I've chosen one because I think, oh, gosh, I'm so tired. I need energy and vitality. And I smell it and I go, mm. Mm. And all of a sudden I'll smell like Immune Boost or even Romance. That's a beautiful oil. Mm. And I'll go, why am I loving the Romance blend today? My, my husband's away. But then I'll go, oh, hang on a minute. It's got rose oil and it's the oil for love, self-nurturing. So, oh, my gosh, I haven't been sleeping well. That's why I'm loving that. So you don't have to understand all of this. No. But the thing is that when you – to me, it's if you love it, and I mean love it. You've got to lo- – it's not like, oh, that's nice. It's, oh, my gosh, I love that. Yeah, That's yeah. the response I'm looking for with myself with using the oils. So um, tell us about the vibrational frequency of the oils because I love how, you know, you, you said it before, how the plant kingdom and humanity mm. are actually designed to work in harmony. And I look at it from the context of um, animals, plants and humans. It's all unity and I believe that we're all designed to work in harmony together. When we're feeling low or when we've got a certain sensation, we can smell an oil and get that sensation of, oh, I absolutely love that. What's that actually doing to our health and our, and our physical transformation in that moment? What's it doing for us? You, you were amazing for me with this. You brought this up a number of months ago, and I hadn't even really heard about it. When you came to me and you said, Kim, do you know anything about the vibrational um, measurements around rose oil? And ever since then, I have been completely blown away. And maybe this is why I'm so attracted to essential oils and have been for all these years. But when you explain to me about how our energy level or our energy circuits are measured through megahertz, and you'd probably explain this a lot better than me, but the way our vibrational frequency is measured is through a thing called megahertz. And a healthy human body resonates somewhere between 68 and 72 megahertz per second. Then what I found, and when I started looking at this, for us to get ill, and apparently to get to, um, you know, we can drop 10 to 15 megahertz and we start getting into sickness. And then if we drop down to 40 megahertz is when cancer can occur. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm going along the right path. 
Um, anyway, and I was looking at that. And then when you use things like fresh herbs and plants, they have a vibrational frequency of 27 megahertz. So by using more fresh herbs and plant material in your food, you are now raising the vibrational energy of your own self. Something like tin food has a zero, a zero, zero frequency. Yeah. So if you're eating lots of tin food and processed mm. foods, your body is probably on a very subtle level getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Well, because I wonder if we rely on those things to keep our vibrational frequency high. Yes. Because how else does the body's vibrational frequency maintain itself? Obviously, mm. I believe that thought has a vibrational frequency, of course. But it's not just thought. I mean, we're a, we're a unified being. So we must be relying on these things. Absolutely. To keep to, the to vibrational frequency up. higher, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that we don't get sick. And there's the sun and there's the ground and there's yeah. night and day Beach. and there's moon. Does that mean we have to take our shoes off and put our feet yes, in the dirt? Yes, it is, my darling. I've been telling you that. And on the you beach. need to ground yourself. Yeah. I can put dirt in the sand on the beach. All right, good. That's not all I need. I don't do need that. to go dig my toes into filthy, dirty, rotten dirt. No, no. you don't have to do... Um, what tough mudder rider? Could you imagine that tough mudder? The dirt would give you the energy to do it. Oh, definitely. Oh, I'd She'd be, be fast. The vibration of everybody else around you would just be going Correct. crazy, and Kim would be there with energy and vitality. <laughs> Um, but the interesting thing about rose oil, I mean, look, all essential oils, most of them start in the 50s. I think lavender is 57 megahertz. But essential oil of rose is 320 oh. megahertz. And that's why I think it's one of my favorites. And that's why only one drop can completely transform the way you're thinking and feeling. Remember, aromatherapy works in two ways, on the skin and through our olfactory system. <laughs> so when we inhale an essential oil, remember all those constituents I was talking about? So all of those hundreds of constituents travel up the olfactory system. They hit the limbic part of the brain, which is our emotional center. Through the registration of those constituents, the central nervous system picks up its feedback. And via the central nervous system, we have a reaction. Usually within three or four seconds, we have that reaction. Now, aromatherapy is also one of the few therapies that crosses the blood-brain barrier instantly. So when you're inhaling uplifting energetic oils, you're going to get an instant mm. pepnia. If you're inhaling calming ones like the chamomiles and your and your lavenders, then you're going to have more of a soothing effect. So it's quite a potent way to use oils is just through smell. And guess what? Everything living and breathing will be affected by it. So the minute you put a vaporizer in the house, you're raising the vibrational energy in the home. You're actually creating a beautiful environment of antiseptic, antibacterial, and some of the oils are antiviral. So you're actually cleansing the environment. And to me, you're creating a beautiful home ritual. Something that means, and every time I light my candle, I always think of I'm lighting that candle to light the life force of the plants, to light the life force of the home, to inject that specialness into my soul then I feel like everyone that walks into my home goes oh you know mm. you just feel and you do when you walk into your home mm -hmm. you know you've always got the oil always always got them going and it always smells beautiful oh I love it yeah I, I and I start to do it now you know I follow you I follow but your not, rituals and, you know not always can we go to a grass place to no. put on bare feet not always can we be in a pine forest so for me this is about bringing nature indoors. Mm. This is about honouring the plant kingdom and actually bringing it into mm. my home without having to go to the, the forest to go and stand in there and barefoot. I can actually do it here, and just by lighting that candle is my anchor to reminding me to be present. So it's a beautiful way. It's a spritzer you can use. You yeah, know? I love the spritzer. You just have the 50 ml bottle of water filled with you know purified water and four drops of your essential oil. Only four oils. drops? Only four. <laughs> 20. Oh, I do. I'd tip half a bottle in there. <laughs> the, the only time oh, I um, use more is my immune boost. <laughs> I use 10 drops in there for the toilet sprays and things like that. <laughs> 
That's why she does it. She knows it's antibacterial, antiseptic, anti-whatever. Yes. And then there's the bath. I mean, when was the last time oh, you were in a bath no. and put some magnesium or Epsom salts in there? You put six to eight drops of your chosen oils or blend. Only six? Yes. <laughs> and remember, with a bath, you have to agitate the water. If you've ever sat down on a whole lot of essential oil globules onto your little whiffy bits, you know all about it. Trust me. Um, <laughs> They've got to remember they're very skin sensitive, a lot of them. That some of them are phototoxic, like bergamot and lime. If they're I expressed. love that. Oh, it's a beautiful oil. But those are expressed mm, and often do. they have a phototoxicity reaction. Look, I can talk to you for three days on the essential oils, and I know we're almost coming to the end, but that's why Like Chocolate for Women was written to give you, and it's a dip into book, by the way. You, you don't have to yeah, read it cover to cover. Mm. Um, I'm bringing out a new edition of it next year, and I'm going to add another 12 oils in there. So I'm going to have 40 oils in the book, the 40 most common essential oils. But I really think if you're not sure, this would be my advice. Start with a bottle of lavender. Lavender to me is the first aid kit in the bottle. It is the mother hug of all the oils. It is just exquisite. If you don't like lavender, then you, and there are people out there who don't like lavender, then I'd probably look at a blend that's got lavender in it because you don't smell the lavender so much, which is your instant calm. So I'd go something along those lines. Most people I've met that don't like lavender do like instant calm. And that's, again, the synergistic qualities coming together. We can still use the qualities of that but it's now enhanced with all the other oils as well. Never blend more than three or four oils at the same time. Our blends have sometimes got five or six, but remember, we're blending them professionally. So if I'm at home, I always say just choose three. And if you want to be even more clever, then go top, middle, and base. Top's your citrus, middle your floral and your leafy and and spicy, and the bottom ones are your woods. That's, mm. So choose a wood, a floral, and a citrus, and mm. then you've got a royal rounded prescriptive blend. Less is best is the rule. Remember, only a couple of drops. Um, now, some, another question I get asked a lot is, can you use the oils direct onto the body? I would say as a general rule of thumb, no. Um, lavender and chamomile are one of the few that you can put instantly and directly onto the skin. One drop is all you need, not a lizzie when you're totally putting it all over your body. <laughs> um, I do that. Yeah, we shouldn't really. And I say that because for someone like us, that you know, you just get that one in a million chance where someone's going to do it and they're going to break out or have a reaction because of how potent they are. Mm. Um, look for the botanical name. Look for the price. It always changes. So you're going to know that price is definitely a definitive to understanding natural versus synthetic. Um, look for the pure words, pure essential oil. If it does not say pure essential oil on the front of a bottle, I'll never touch it because those are usually blends or they're synthetic ones. So I just don't go near that. Um, as far as methods of use, there is a number of drops that you use. Like I just mentioned, the bath, 6 to 8, vaporizer, 6 to 8, um, a spritzer, 4 drops, direct 1 drop. Um, inhalation is another favorite thing to do. And whenever any of us in the home gets sick, I'll fill a bowl with boiling, not quite boiling, hot to boiling water, two or three drops of immune boost or lavender even in there, towel over the head, the good old-fashioned way. Mm. And, you know, it's a beautiful skin treatment to do as Mm. well because it oxygenates the skin by getting it nice and flushed and red. But if it's too hot, you don't want to burn the skin. So that's why I'm saying be very careful of the temperature. I tend to put an eye cream on before I do an inhalation just to protect the eye area. But you put the towel over your head and you breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then you can change it and do in through the mouth and out through the nose so that when you breathe in through the mouth, you're getting directly down into the lungs, um, into the digestive system as well because you're taking it down into that tract. But through the brain or through the nose, it's getting directly into the brain. And that's why you can have a reaction so quickly with essential oils. You know, the flavor industry um, uses smells for flavor more than anything. And I noticed, you know, in the 48 chemicals that they do use, that they will use neroli or um, 
different types of oils in order to create strawberry flavoring or something like that. So they've figured out that these oils, they figured out that these oils are quite amazing. And one of the things that I've absolutely loved since you bought your oil range out is that, you know, I don't need to buy anything. You don't need anything fake. You can use your beautiful peppermint oil to make peppermint chocolate Mm. um, or peppermint chocolate cake or um, we use your orange oil. Just two two to three drops is all you need in a huge cake Mm. in order to get that pepperminty taste or that orange taste or... Uh, lime and mojitos. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. lime. We do oh, like the lime. lime. And I do like um, chilli and lime mm. in my oh, chocolate. Oh. So I, I make chilli and, and lime you know, chocolate. And pure lemongrass oil, one drop of lemongrass into a Thai mm. curry. Oh, um, using yes. basil, using my basil in a, in a lasagna. Mm. Um, you know, I had a question. Someone asked me the other day, Kim, are your oils food, food grade? Well, what exactly does that mean, food grade? Like, I'm like, yeah. they're real. Flavour with 48 chemicals in it is allowed to be food grade. I know. So I think we can add one to right. two drops of your beautiful the, the, oils. The important thing, now, now the other another question I've been asked is can you ingest the oils, take them orally? Look, there's doctors all through France and Europe that prescribe the internal application of essential mm. oils orally. I personally, as an aromatherapist, have taken them orally, but my... My advice, and legally, I'm not allowed to teach it here in the country. The TGA will not allow us to teach oral um, or ingestion of essential oils. And I would do that under an aromatherapist anyway. I would never take them internally without knowing what I was doing because they are very potent. Um, and the other thing to remember, there's always resources. So not only like Chocolate for Women, if you want to get a book like from Robert Tizran, he wrote a book called The Art of Aromatherapy. Um, he's also got essential oil safety data. He's got so many amazing books and, and products. And, and now 53 has. Shades of Chocolate. 53 Shades they of use Chocolate. use the oils quite a bit. Oils. Yeah. And, and if you wanted, I, I think you both would enjoy this book. I don't know if you've read it, but there's a book called Perfume by Patrick Suskind, I think his name is, S-U-S-K-I-N-D. Have you read it? No. Oh. Is that a bit like chocolate? No. It, that's a good one. But <laughs> Perfume is a, it's, is a it's, it, he's actually a, um, he's, he's a murderer. Yeah, yeah, I have oh. heard about and it. he stalks women's bodies. To yeah. extract their scents out of them. Now, this might sound a bit hideous, yes. but oh, it is wow. the most. It is the most amazing <laughs> book to read because he talks all about um, the extraction of scent. So, before we were talking a little bit about how um, you know whether or not we like a smell or something, or whether or not a plant sick it releases more. Well, we ourselves release pheromones. Mm. Our own essential mm. oil, if you like, is our own pheromone, which is why we are attracted to certain types more than other. It's not just through their look. Mm. Predominantly, it's through their smell. That person's smell has a chemical reaction in your body which has you look at one another without even realising and going, would we make good babies? That's the primitive thing of it. And, and you know this, if you're on the pill, it's completely skewed. And often people are on the pill wouldn't choose the same person if they weren't on the pill. That's mm. interesting. Mm. Mind you, mm. I look back on past boyfriends. I was on the pill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what <laughs> Did, oh, we that know, note. did we note the word boyfriends? <laughs> Have we talked about her tarty oh, ways? Oh, here we go. Here anyway, we go. there's so much more. Oh my gosh, I know. I've got. I just keep thinking. I've got so many questions, but there's so it's much. The to end know of our hours. Mm-hmm. And I think the beautiful thing is that there's so much to know. I mean, you know, me again, holistic. I think there's so much to know about the harmony of the world around us. Mm. That we 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 observe, we notice that there are plants and trees, and we observe that they coexist with us, but we have no connection to um, their role in our lives. And I think that this is just a beautiful awakening. Mm. I, I really do. I'm I think it's you. such a wonderful awakening to a new reality mm. and a new way of relating to our world. 
I, I oh, I feel so blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. darlings. Thank you for having my favourite topic. Oh, yes. At so, last. At last, finally. So jump onto the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and post all of your questions and all of your comments. Now, gorgeous Kim will bust her hump to do whatever she can to answer as many questions as she can. As, as she can. And also you can go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and you can post your comments on our page there as well hope you've enjoyed this podcast we've certainly loved delivering it for you so join us here next week on up for a chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch Streaming wellness into your lives. Are you ready to take your life to the next level? What about being world-class in anything that you do? Ready to hang out with like-minded people and mix with the wellness leaders of Australia? If your answer is yes to any of these questions, then we'll love to see you at the Wellness Summit. But hurry, it's fast approaching, coming up on Saturday, August the 17th at the Crown Melbourne. Tickets are just $147 and can be booked online at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.